So, hey everybody, um, welcome to the Secret Place Podcast. Woo! Um, Episode one. <laughs> I am Rebecca Arazo. I'm here with my husband, Ilder Arazo. Hello, everyone. And uh, yeah, this is a first episode for us for this podcast. We're excited. Um, we're kind of just going to talk about anything. Go with the flow. Today. And um, yeah, so we're excited. Also, going to shout out um, Nomadic Designs right now. Going to put something over here um, so you can click on the link and go check out um, our crew necks, sweatshirts, t-shirts, hoodies, all that kind of stuff. We take custom orders, so if you're interested in making your own design, let us know. Go get yourself some. You won't be sorry. (laughs) So, let me... uh, Refuel right now. We're not sponsored, by the way, in any way, shape, or form. I should be, though, because, yeah, Lord, (laughs) help my addiction. (laughs) Just kidding. So something that I've kind of just been meditating on this past week or so has been the fear of the Lord. The fear of God. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Yeah, what are your initial thoughts when you hear that? So, my very initial thoughts of when I hear that is I actually think of all the misconceptions that people have when they think the fear of God. So, people think, or I feel like the misconception is that people feel that the fear of God is like, yo, I have to like watch my back so that God doesn't like send a lightning bolt to hit me or, you know, I, I gotta don't know make sure what I, lightning bolt sounds like that. The cutest lightning bolt ever. <laughs> like a Mario Kart lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, Mario. or like people just feel like, you know, if they're not doing what's right, like God's like angry at them, he's upset with them, um, and he's kind of like, yo, you're not my kid today, or, you know, those kind of emotions and and those types of feelings. That's kind of what I think of when I hear that, because that's, that's what I personally, what I thought it was myself Mm -hmm. in my uh, ignorance or lack of wisdom or lack of understanding. That's kind of what I thought. I mean, you grew up in church, like some things are not always explained, you know, especially when you grow up in church, you just like, you hear things and you just make up your own definitions for them because everyone just expects, you know what it means because everyone's churchy, you know, everyone just says these things. And, uh, you know, when you dive deep into the Bible and deep into the word of God, you really begin to understand what that is yeah. and and you said something that like oh today you're not my child like i mean there are gonna be times obviously like on a daily basis where god's like yeah i'm not happy with what you're doing mm. i don't want that for you mm-hmm. i have better for you if you would just let me step into that place and if you would just consult me on that like in the moment but he's not gonna disown us Right. You know, um, so a couple of the thoughts that I had, um, sometimes the fear of God can tie into legalism, right? To push forward a, a more legalistic agenda, which again, just comes from a mindset of, oh, well, if I mess up today, I don't know if I'm saved, that kind of thing. And that's, that's an extreme, um, 
like kind of exaggeration of it, but but not. I but mean, also it at is, the same but time. yeah, it but, is, but, but it's it can, not. It can lead to that extreme when you have that habitual mindset for like years or decades or like. But I think it also ties into. Um, I think you're you're categorizing that correctly because even though we don't say God is not, I'm not God's child today. We say God's favor is not on my life. So I think that that's a good. That is an accurate characterization sometimes for accurate. some for some people, because although they say they won't say you know I'm not God's child today, but they'll say like oh I feel like God's favor is not on my life right now, or I feel like God is not with me, or I feel like when I do something I don't have God's backing. And essentially, by admitting those things, you are saying I'm not God's child today, because those are all the privileges and those are all the things that are given to us as children of God. So even though we don't and they're say- they're because we don't earn them. Right. Like we, we haven't earned the favor of the Lord, the grace of the Lord, the mercy of the Lord. Like Yeah. So even though we don't say those things, like <laughs> that's basically yeah. what we are saying though, through yeah. these little, little uh, snippets of what we say, like, oh, you know, maybe t- today I'm not feeling loved or today I'm not, I don't feel like, God's with me or he's not beside me. He's not walking with me. Yeah. You know, we are basically putting those under the umbrella of just not being a child of God. Yeah. And I think also too, to then highlight the other extreme end of like this full grace gospel, it can kind of take on a form that, oh, I can just do anything. I can just live however I want. I don't need the conviction of the Holy Spirit in my life because God's grace covers it, which yes, it does, but that's not also what God wants us to do and how he wants us to live our life. Like the process of sanctification is there for a reason. God yeah. wants that for us. So I think one of the perfect examples in the Bible of the contrast of people actually walking in the fear of God is King David and King Saul. King Saul his heart had hardened towards the Lord. He no longer responded to the conviction of the Holy Spirit because Mm -hmm. he no longer feared God. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if he had, he would have turned from his ways. He would have been repentant. He would have come back to, oh my God, you're right. I'm sorry, Lord. And where King David, even though he arguably committed way more sins at least that we know of or that's laid out for us in the Bible. Like you can argue and say, yeah, he lived like (laughs) a worse life in the sense of killing his best friend, sleeping with his best friend's uh, wife and um, all of those kinds of things. But David had the fear of the Lord in his heart. And that's why God said that he was a man after his own heart. Because after all of that stuff, through all of that stuff, he came back to a place of repentance. He knew he was wrong and he felt the conviction that, or he literally had to have (laughs) prophet tell him, yo, if you don't turn around, like, you gonna die pretty much. (laughs) Not not for baby, but yeah. yeah. Like, it's not gonna go well for you. Um, I know we've been talking, we've been saying we say the fear of of the Lord, the fear of God. Do you want to just describe what that is? Yeah. The fear of the Lord is kind of the parallel of disobeying versus disappointing. Like in my mind, at least, Mm. right? Like you can know that you're like walking in disobedience, 
but sometimes you don't care. It doesn't hit you the same. Like you don't have that like emotional response of, I don't want to like a holy kind of, a holy conviction, like mm-hmm. a holy kind of guilt, you right. know? And so, whereas when you disappoint somebody, I was actually just talking with um, a small group about this. When you disobey your parents, sometimes you're, you don't care because mm-hmm. you're just wanting to do what you want to do or you right. think you're right. And so you're like, when they say, oh, you're being disobedient, oh, you're just rebellious or this kind of thing, you're like, oh, whatever, you roll your eyes. But if they, if you can like see on their face or like they, they won't even tell you that you disobeyed them. They, you just know that they're disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. That hits hard. And you're like, oh, oh no. Like I hurt them. Mm. The feeling of hurting your father's heart is then what brings you back to the place of, I don't want to disappoint you. I do want to please you. And I want to live a life that is honoring and knowing who God is. Like knowing that God can, um, someone else gave this example um, with a snap of a finger, be like Thanos and wipe out a whole nation. He could do whatever he wants, but he is keeping us in his grace. He's keeping us in his mercy. And he is allowing us to to live to see another day. And when we understand that, coupled with, I don't want to disappoint him because that, that hits my heart and that makes me sad if I've disappointed somebody in the natural. So like it should be even that much more with the supernatural. I don't want to disappoint my father. Mm-hmm. You're kind of saying... Um the fear of the Lord is almost like an understanding of knowing God's sovereignty mm-hmm. or his authority yeah. over all of creation, basically. Yeah. And know us knowing our place within that and and being aware of our actions, yeah. our heart motives yeah. behind uh, what we do and keeping that as like a a forefront thought of hey i'm i'm not living in my own world i'm living in god's world yeah. and he is the ultimate authority yeah and i had this written down repentance is i'm breaking up with everything that drove the nails into my lord's hands and it's pledging your loyalty unto him mm. that's good yeah i like that so this like idea and concept of fearing the Lord, at least for me, like it's just been pressed on my heart because I believe that it has been lost within the body of Christ. And especially now, like as times are just, they just keep getting crazier. Like I know we've been in the last days for the past, like what, 2000 years, but like times are getting crazy and, and the enemy doesn't want us to fear the Lord. Because if we don't fear the Lord, we are inherently fearing something else, whether it's the approval of man, whether it's our careers, whether it's our relationships, we are putting that fear, pledging our loyalty to those things above God. Well, it also opens up the door for misinformation. Yeah. 
and for there to be a false gospel, mm-hmm. even to take root in some people. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me of this, this verse in First uh, John 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, let me find it quick. The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever follows his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. Yeah. So it's kind of the way the way I, I can I can read that is if we knowingly do something wrong and we just say, oh, that's grace, even though God's word has already said, don't do that. Yeah. We're not actually living in yeah. truth, which we're not accepting you're the not full gospel. turning from your ways. Right, you're, you're not, not turning, you're not repentive, you're not yeah. coming with a contrite heart. Yeah. You know, we're not actually living out the gospel that was given to us. We're living this um, perversion that we've made up because it's more convenient or it's, it's more easier to live out. It's easier to live out. Oh, yeah. I'll do this. God's yeah. got me. He loves me. He'll still forgive me. Like that's a yeah. more convenient gospel, but it's, it's telling us the truth yeah. is not, won't be in that person. Yeah. And one of the next points that this was bringing me into was the fear of the Lord. Um, the next point that this was kind of leading me into was intimacy with God begins with fear of God. Mm. When you realize all of this stuff, even for my own life, like it opens up a desire in my heart to know who God is. When you have the fear of the Lord, like when you, when you are breaking up with these things that when you're choosing to make certain choices or certain types of behaviors or just certain mindsets, um, you can feel a separation from the Lord. And it's not on his end, it's because of us. Like if we ever feel like a dry spell like with the Lord, like it's never like from his end because he's always talking, mm-hmm. he's always speaking and he's always knocking at our door. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I got my headphones on, noise cancellation mode. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you, but I can, but I'm going to ignore it. So you, you can feel the separation. And so when you, when people desire to deepen their relationship with the Lord, when they desire intimacy, it really does start with fearing the Lord, like out of a reverence and a respect and just knowing his power, it kind of, I don't know, it just shifts something in your spirit. Mm -hmm. And it creates that desire mm-hmm. in it. And um, well, there's also a verse I think that goes with that too. It's Proverbs one seven. Yeah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yep. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yeah. So you I beat think. Beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I didn't know you had it. No. It also. Um, yeah. Keep but going. I, I think also all that you said is is absolutely true. But I think that there's also this. If I could speak on behalf of an unbeliever, I think that a lot of unbelievers have this fear of the unknown even too. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. this, there's and this you place that, that above. Yeah. Like whatever. Well, the, the unknown yeah. is just this untangible thing. And the unknown is this, is this thing that you can't even grasp. Like I think, and, and I think that God, by having God, he fills that space mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it allows us to have a, a personable moment yeah. with our creator and he can, he fills that space of because the unknown creates the, 
anyone watching knows if, if you're in a, in a space where you don't know what the next step is, it's like this inner like turmoil. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a weird, if, like you can't even well, describe it how on, it, it feels. It brings on anxiety, worry, yeah. and then it, it affects you physically. And, and that's why like one of the things that I had here was if you don't God, then you are fearing something else above him. If there is something in your life that you fear more than God, you have your priorities out of order or you just don't understand who God is. Like, yeah, and I think, and I I think, think and typically Matthew, we will put ourselves yeah. in that position. Yeah, and that's why it we'll, could be literally anything. We'll become the anything. ultimate authority. You know? It could be literally anything. Yeah. But it says in Matthew 10, 28, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your, your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and mm. body in hell. Mm. And so it's like, because a lot of people, and again, this is talked on a lot, um, what was that verse? Matthew ten twenty eight. This is talked on a lot of not fearing. I'm not accountable to other people as a prior, as a first place of rank. I'm accountable to God, and when you understand that, not just oh well, I'm accountable to God. I'm gonna go out and still do whatever I want to do. That's different. But when I know, like I have to give a report for my life. I'm going to be held responsible for my choices and actions here on earth. I know I'm saved, but then I still have to give an account. And I want the Lord to, to you know, lavish on like the blessings and the gifts like in heaven. But when you understand that your loyalty is to God first, your approval is from God, not everyone else. It, it changes how you walk and how you talk and a confidence. And I, this is even something you've helped me with. <laughs> like, because I personally know very well what it is like to not, not like flat out seek the approval of people, but I never wanted to be viewed as like bad or like I'm doing something wrong. And so I was placing that fear of people mm-hmm. over my fear of God. And it's like, if you know you're doing the right thing, if you know that you're in tune with the Lord and you know, you are listening and obeying the, the, the specific things that he's calling you to do and speaking to you and teaching you, then you're good. Yeah. Like I don't have to <laughs> prove to everyone else my uh, old... I want to say old ways of needing to constantly prove myself to everybody else and their mother. Mm. Like you lose that. And mm-hmm. he, he fills that place then, which is connecting to like what you're saying. He fills that space. He takes that void and, and brings it, brings you to a place that you didn't even think was possible. Right. And that's, that's essentially the knowledge that Proverbs is talking about. Yeah. That knowledge and that wisdom of knowing that God's the one in control. God's the one who's reigning over every situation. He's the one that, uh, like you said, the one that you're going to give an account to. So ultimately, that's, that's the only person that matters, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's really good. And I had Matthew 23... I just I wrote it down, but I can't remember if what I actually have written next to it was the verse or not, <laughs> or just a thought. Um, <clears throat> I mean, the whole book of Matthew twenty three is just 
great to outline not the importance of not being a hypocrite, being someone who's in the body of Christ and not leading a double life, one life in your heart. And con- that's contrary to like, yeah, your actions could be like, okay, but if your heart's not right, if you're not doing it with the right intentions um, and, you know, like behind closed doors, like you're still leading the same life or placing those idols above God in your heart. It's mm-hmm. good. So going along with like all of this train of thought, um, it's okay to hate what God hates. We yeah. love, we're called to love what God loves and to hate what he hates. And it doesn't mean that we hate people. It doesn't mean that we become, we view people as less than, or we treat them with disrespect. We think that we're better. We think that we're better because (laughs) the truth is we all need saving. Like we all needed saving. And we, at one point, were all in the dark. Um, And let's be honest, when you do get saved, there will be something that the Lord will find missing the mark on a daily basis in your life. Mm -hmm. So it's staying humble and that then helps you to be able to love others with the love of Christ, but then also not backing down from things that are just not right, that God did not intend for and sticking to it. And learning how to hate it is harsh. It's a little bit uncomfortable. I think that when we think of the word hate, we put a lot of harsh connotations on it too. Yeah, But um, when you think about why God hates it, it opens up your mind to perspective that then is moldable and is transformable because the reason God hates it is because it destroys us. It destroys us in the end. It separates us from him. And it separates us from him. But in our own lives on a day-to-day basis, like it unravels us. Like all of those things, it leads us down a path of destruction. It might not seem like it, it might not look like it, but because he knows in the end, it will, that's why he hates it. Not because he just is trying to rain on your parade or trample your fun or like just set all these rules for no reason. Like that's not his heart, but it's because it winds up destroying us. It sends us to a place where we don't have access to him. Like, and being super harsh, like where do you want to spend eternity? If maybe anyone's watching and you're thinking like, how do I learn to do that? How do I learn to hate Mm -hmm. and to also love? Because it's two things happening at the same time. And I think the problem is when we think of hate, we're thinking that hate leaves no room for love. And I, and that's, that's, you can have two things existing at the same time. That's what God does. God hates the sin, but he loves loves us. He loves us, his creation. So what he does is, is he makes a way or he makes a path, um, or creates access for there to be, for there to be, um, reconciliation and for him to see us justified Mm -hmm. and righteous before his, his perfect being. 
And in the same way, we can do that to um, other groups of people ourselves. You know, we're not, when we say we hate a sin or we hate uh, an action, we're not saying we hate that person. We're saying that that action, and ultimately it's still an act of love to hate something that is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's still an act of love because if I sit here in silence knowing that my fellow brother is destined to be separated from the presence of God that I'm not actually loving anyways. That's, that's a harsher, it's harsher for me to do than to say, Hey bro, Hey sis, don't do this. This is, this is going to separate you from the presence of God. And I think that those are two things that, because we're not used to living in two realities. And it's because he has a better way for your life. Mm. People like we, as people think that we always know what's best for us or we know what we want. But if we really knew what it was going to lead to in the end, like we, a lot of times wouldn't, we wouldn't want those things or we wouldn't choose those ways, you know? And it's not, it's not an overnight process either. Like learning to, to stand firm on what God speaks against or God's original design, you know, um, but in Philippians 2.13, it says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So he will transform you mm-hmm. if you're open. Mm-hmm. He will transform your mindset and perspective if you are open. He has the power to change our nature and give us that desire. Um, it all comes back to, again, the fear of the Lord. The like, fear of the Lord. And, you have and, to have that first for those things to happen. Yeah, and something that um, you said earlier was you become kind of a law to yourself was an initial or essentially what you were saying. Um, and that's what lawlessness is. Like when the Bible talks about lawlessness, all of that kind of stuff, like you are pretty much your own God at that point. So it's like, oh, well, whatever I think, feel or desire um, or think is right to me is right. And it becomes a relative truth when we know that like we have faults. We know that we're susceptible to, to getting things wrong. And um, so I think that was something important that you said earlier as well, um, because that has been the root. I mean, since the beginning. So yeah, I hope um, something of what we said today struck, struck. I know uh, it did. Nope. I can feel it through the airwaves I can feel it. or the, Radio waves, visual waves. The force. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you guys if you listened all the way. Thank you for listening. Um, I hope that you come back for episode two. And that's the one after one, but before three. Yeah, thank you. We don't know how to count. <laughs> hey. And yeah, we hope to see you on the next one. Check out the links that are down here um, to check out some merch and we'll see y'all next time. Peace.